Asker International School opened its doors in 2013 with just 35 students. Today, we have almost 400. We're still a small school, but with a big voice. This is our podcast, Uplift Ed. Welcome to the first show of 2022. We've got a special treat for you all today. Two of our students, June and Laura, are my guests. So I'm really proud for them to be uh, on the show and offering to take part. So June and Laura, do you want to tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Sure, uh, I'll start. So my name is June. I'm 15 years old and uh, go to 10th grade of Oscar International School. Um, Both my parents are Norwegian, so I'm Norwegian and speak both Norwegian and English. And this year I have the role of the vice president of the student council. Uh, my name is Laura. I'm also 15 years old and 10th grade. I'm Chinese and I like to read. And you're the president of the student council. Yes, I'm the president of the student council. And June, you've been in the school since its start? Um, yeah, a year after it started. Okay, so around about the same time as myself. And Laura, you came to the school how many years ago? Uh, in sixth grade, so... Four, four years ago. Fantastic. And you're both like at the, at the top of the of the student council, our, our student parliament, and a real strong part of the student voice in the school. I don't know if you are aware of this, but it's mandatory in Norwegian schools that to have a student council set up within the first two weeks of each uh, year. And also it, it's kind of a mandatory element of the IB regarding the role of student voice and having a say in how the school curriculum, pedagogy and school life and culture. Big expectation in Norway and the IB for students to have a say in their everyday life in school. The school council itself, can one of you start off by maybe uh, Laura, can you start off with telling us how the school council is organised? Okay, yeah. So... There's me, I'm the president, and then there's June, who's the vice president. And we also have a secretary and a treasurer. From then on, it's just two representatives from each class, usually a boy and a girl. And they're chosen by democratic vote inside their own classes. And we're chosen by Mr. Robert and possible input from other teachers. Um, can I add something? Yep, go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, we have decided to, uh, since um, we have so many different year groups and this in our student council, we decided to um, sort of group them into groups and then add lots of different year groups into a group, which then sort of work together um, in the student council. So because we, th- we think it's super important that we communicate like between the age groups. And so like fifth graders are then making up ideas with ninth graders and so on. But uh, you don't have grades one to four in, in the no. council? No. They, I think, uh, take their requests directly to fifth grade. Okay. So, yeah. So um, if they want to input ideas, there's also a way for them to do that. Fantastic. So grade five represent uh, the entire PYP <laughs> uh, program, and, and they have the responsibility to disseminate and also take in information that should be represented at the council. Excellent. What made you both run for vice president and president? What was your inspiration? Yeah, I, I can start. So I was a student part. I've been a part of the student council um, when I was in the, one of the younger grades. And I thought it was a super fun opportunity. And I sort of 
wanted to create that opportunity for some of the other kids in the school as well, as well as I think this was a great opportunity for a way that I could sort of implement change um, in a way that I thought that the school could benefit from and sort of spread my ideas um, like throughout the school. Pretty similar reason for me. I I joined the student council in eighth grade because I kind of wanted to see what it was like. And uh, I, I realized that like there could be a lot more that we could be doing because I remember that year, I think with some circumstances, we didn't really do very much. And I remember thinking that um, if like I could push the student council to do even more in the school and have loads of like more opportunities for everyone to input ideas and also create some changes around the school. So, Yeah, because when you said a lot more we could be doing, can you just expand a little bit more on that, Laura? Yeah, like I feel like we could be hosting more events. We could be like having fundraisers. We could be like contributing not only to like our school's society, but also society outside. So like that. <laughs> yeah, well, we have also wanted to keep them um, like be more involved with the students itself so uh mm-hmm. we have like um take put on ideas of like creating videos and updating the student body on what's happening in student council because to me what was really important was that student council is not just for the representatives it's for the uh, all the students so we want to get all the students involved in student council not just having us sit at meetings and then make all the decisions we want to make this something everybody can be involved with not just the representatives it's going to go back slightly. And, and when you talked earlier about grades five, working with grade nines, it's part of the school philosophy, which we we have thought about before, about how do we create empathy between our older students and our younger students, given sometimes that they don't interact that often and, and making sure the older, helping the older students care for what the younger students do and how they act and be role models for them. Here that's taking place. I know it's been a lot harder in COVID, so I'm, I'm presuming most of this has been done online over the last year Uh, over the last year yeah and then I don't think there was a lot of interaction between any of the classes really but this year when we sit in the auditorium we do social distance but we can since the auditorium is really big we can just kind of like bunch up in the corners without with still lots of seats in between so great so you social social distancing in an (laughs) auditorium which can take 200 people so does that mean you're yes following across the uh, (laughs) yes Trying to get everyone's attention is really hard. <laughs> what process did you both have to go through or what hoops did you have to jump through to become or take on the role of president and vice president? Okay, so um, I think it's almost the same every year. Um, this year, we had to write a letter of intent to the Mr. Robert and it's why we should be selected and why we're the best candidate. And we all, uh, and then... We have to host speech in front of the school and tell them about why we should be represent. Uh, we should be the president. And this year, Mr. Robert chose the president and everyone else on the board. But I think last year it was done via election. Interesting system. Uh, since you've been both in the role, it's almost been was it five months now? You've been doing the role. Yeah, yeah about. Yeah. Uh, what has been probably the favorite thing you've managed to get your teeth into? Um, my favorite thing was probably Halloween, which I uh, got to sort of be in charge of and organize the meetings. And I thought that was super fun, especially getting all the younger kids, kids and seeing them go through the haunted house because we had lots of people helping out. We had like 
over 15 of the students helping out with the haunted house. And it was just so much fun planning the whole thing and then having everybody dress up. And I thought it was a really great experience. I really like the talent show. We haven't done that yet. We're planning it at like the moment, but we did it last year as well. And I think that was, that's probably my favorite because it's the most fun, I think, for the participants and the people, us, because we have, uh, we get to see all the videos and it's great to see like that, how multi-talented Oscar International School is. I think that's probably the greatest. If you had to choose a fictional character to serve as the president for our school, and it could be anyone, whether it's in a book, a film, a series, who would it be and why? You know, this one's really hard. I've actually, I've been thinking about this question a lot. And because I kept thinking of people that I knew from books and TV shows and stuff, and I couldn't really think of a person that would sort of be the right fit for like our school and maybe like sort of help out and do the change that I want to see. So if I have to pick somebody, I just like maybe like a superhero, like Wonder Woman, I guess. Wonder Woman's a good option. <laughs> that's that's actually really funny because uh, I chose Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't discuss this beforehand. Um, DC universe, actually, the Marvel universe. Uh, I was actually really nervous. You were going to say Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> Why Wonder Woman? Um, I feel like she's a good role model, so I feel like it would be something the students could look up to. And yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> You're talking about the Wonder Woman that's in the, been in the in the last two movies her own movies yes and you're talking about her i mean when you say she's a good role model i'd like you to expand on that okay um i feel like she sort of she stands for what she believes in and i feel like that's something important for especially leader and um and she's sort of not afraid of doing stuff herself which i also think is really important because i think it's important for well me and laura do this like and every single student council meeting but we're involved in like and we look through what everybody's done and stuff like that. And I think that's um, also a really important characteristic for a leader. And Laura, on to you, Captain America. <laughs> uh, because I really, really good morals. And <laughs> I feel like he'd probably, he would probably, like, he would definitely get the jobs to make the biggest change he can and he would have everybody's like best intentions in mind and definitely have the school's best intention in mind so i feel like he's also very passionate about everything he does and he really wants to make a change in the world captain america this is i think both of the characters you chose they tend to have a high level of confidence but also a high level of humility about who they are and it's, it's getting that balance right which makes people want to follow to believe uh, in, in yes. what they're saying and what they stand for next year we'll have a whole new president whole new new vice president what advice would you give them in preparation for the role you know imagine yes the i've got the role i've been voted in about to start on this on this uh, term as president or vice president what advice would you give okay so for me it's actually two things that i find the most important um, the first one is that you should definitely not be afraid to use your student council because I think um, I certainly have the urge to just try to do everything myself because it's I feel like maybe if I delegate the task and something doesn't go right, it's, it's like very panicky. But I think you ha- should put a lot of like more trust into the people that are working with you because they also they were voted onto the council for likely the same reasons. They also want the best intentions for the school. Uh, that's also why we did 
the mixing of the grades so that uh, everyone can help each other more and they can when ideas are like delegated out they can work together to achieve something instead of just being one person that does everything and the second thing would probably be to have a lot of confidence you shouldn't be afraid to tell the people uh, in the student council or anyone else when you think that an idea is not viable or it's or you think it can be done you shouldn't yeah it should you should be confident in yourself and your own decisions thank you yeah um yeah i also have two things um the first is just to be patient which uh my patience has been really tested throughout this process because um these are students from uh, all the way down to fifth grade and you have to you have to know that they are not going to work at the same speed as you are because you are a lot older and they're not going to understand things just as quickly as you are. So I think it's just important that you take your time and explain stuff properly. So they also feel like they're a part of the process and not like you're just rushing through and they sort of have to like hang on. And also it's important. I think it's important that like you are like they're sort of uh, their leader, but you also have to be like a person that they can talk to. And even though you are a student, it's like, you, they have to be able to listen to you as well. So I think it's important that like when you make decisions, they understand that like sort of you are in charge, but also you can like sort of have fun with them and do lots of fun things in student council meetings because we do like sort of joke around, but we still like sort of get the job done at the end. Yes. Seems like some strong parallels with the teacher student dynamic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, trying, trying our best to teach them something. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fantastic. What process do you go through to determine what topics are important and which ones you need to take forward to Mr. Robert on behalf of the school community and the school council and which issues you choose to disregard? Um, Okay, so I usually, actually, this is something that Mr. Robert has taught me and it's to um, ask them how viable their idea is with like a wide range of questions, sort of. We do it a lot in the student council meetings um, when they bring up the ideas that their classmates have had. And um, I think something that they don't quite understand is that is how uh, that so maybe like a class pet that isn't viable and they can see that, too. But then they come up with an idea for a basketball hoop and they think, well, this sounds perfectly, perfectly like we can definitely do this. And then um, I ask them questions about well, how are we going to fund this? And how are, where are we going to put it? And who's going to use it? And um, is there any, I mean, safety hazards? And then it, it really helps them to think about something that we can actually do. And I feel like that's a good way to maybe weed out the best ideas. It's definitely the ones that can like surpass, I guess, all the questions. They can, they're definitely fundable, definitely like viable. People are definitely going to love it and use it. And that's, those are the ideas we can bring to Mr. Robert. Wise words from Mr. Robert. June, do you want to that? <laughs> yeah, so um, I um, like, I think the process of coming up with ideas is very important. And I think it's how we sort of handle ideas as well, because we don't want to shut anybody's ideas down, even if they might not be as um, thought out or like possible, we don't want to shut, shut it down. So they won't come up with ideas in the future for the student council meetings. And um, 
So even if their ideas aren't maybe as good, we still like encourage them and say, oh yeah, thank you for sharing. Like, could you maybe reflect a little bit more on the top, like uh, the idea? And then we maybe we can um, try to figure something out because we, of course, we don't want to like ruin the motivation some of these students have coming into the meetings, um, even if their ideas aren't uh, maybe as viable. Yeah, I, think, I think it's a valuable lesson just to value people's ideas and see the worth in them. We might not always agree with them, I think more and more if we stop polarizing and saying it's an either or, but there is some middle ground or it's a big, it's a lot of gray area, then I suppose people think what they've, what's being said has some worth and they, they feel like they've been listened to. So, uh, well, it's, it seems like you've been on a, a fantastic leadership journey. And on that leadership journey, you actually have what I call the hotline, the red phone to the principal. And June, you, you kind of asked me about this question when, when I prompted it. What's the red phone? And, you know, from my generation, which is slightly, slightly older than both of you, it was the idea that, you know, during the Cold War, the, the phone that sat on the president's desk of, of the United States and the leader of Russia, it would be a red phone. It was the hotline that we would call in an emergency that you, you were the single only person to have that. And, and, and although Mr. Robert, he has his door open, generally your position gives you the, the, the privilege, I suppose, of being able to go to him and talk candidly. Uh, about anything uh, because you're representing the student body it's their voice and he has to he has to listen how does that feel um it feels kind of scary I guess because um like I feel like since you are one of the like since you are in this position you sort of are in charge of like bringing some of the students ideas forth and you then they expect you to do this in a way where these ideas become like reality and likely that is not possible with all ideas and they might be disappointed that some of their ideas didn't become possible. But um, I don't know. I feel like we are lucky in the school anyways because it's so small. So I feel like everybody could almost go up and talk to Mr. Robert about ideas, as you mentioned. But I feel like having sort of the power, I guess, to do this sort of makes you feel like you can have an impact on the school, which I personally think is um, a good opportunity. Yeah, I, I agree with June. Um, especially the part where it was a little bit scary in the beginning because Mr. Albert would usually find a lot of things wrong with an idea that you thought was really great. And like June said, it's always a little bit disappointing to have to go back and tell that to the students. But it's also a really valuable experience because uh, Mr. Robert will usually give some very, very, very well-needed feedback and like advice on how to continue this idea and he can usually help us figure the parts out that we are concerned about so I guess it's also nice to have um, a direct line as you put it to uh, somebody who can see through or like help patch up uh, the ideas and see through all the things that are like wrong with it but isn't there a danger there of thinking the authority is right Laura of course but I assume that Mr. Albert having loads more experience than, well, at least definitely more experience than me, uh, probably knows a lot of things that I don't and definitely knows more of the boundaries of what's viable and what's definitely not. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I feel like um, sometimes he doesn't really like sort of tell us what's right or wrong. He just sort of puts questions to what we've already made, which makes us have to go back and reflect on the idea mm-hmm. we already have which to then make it better because most of our ideas already need a lot of work. And then we just have to put in more time and like sort of 
fine tune it so then it's even better and then hopefully we can um it can like be sort of um done with yeah uh i'm not saying that mr robert comes up and tells us that this idea is really bad or or really good or anything like that he tries to like june said he tries to push us in the right direction or what he assumes to be a more viable direction and usually we also come to conclusions that on how to or make a better idea or a better plan yeah all good points but just remember sometimes one's experience can also be their downfall and sometimes we can get caught in these kind of webs or these not even webs it's not these narratives where we've been down before and this must be the right way to go and so just i just i just hope you'd be guarded that in, in any walks of life don't just take for granted that someone who's more experienced than you is right and that you dissect like i know you do with the essays in english for me you dissect what people are saying and try and tackle things from a scientific point of view rather than an emotional one it, it may serve you in the future because myself included i'm pretty experienced and i can be wrong with my line of my line of thoughts so just please yeah go on june yeah i think that's what's so great about having the fifth graders and the younger grades because their ideas are completely crazy and they sort of they don't think within the same boundaries as we do so they like even if they don't think necessarily like maybe like oh what would be the cost for this or like something like that they just sort of give the ideas that they think would be great for the school and we really value that because we usually pl- we can play up those ideas and uh, make their ideas more realistic all right well the final question do you think the council makes a difference to school life i hope so <laughs> Or yeah, I definitely hope so. Um I I would say we're trying our best. I think with what the power we have, we can probably achieve a lot more than we're doing now. I think of course we have uh like an influence on the students' lives, but especially the people who are actually part of the student council, so the candidates and the people um like the president me and my uh, me and Laura. But I think that I hope at least we can try to make more of a difference on um the students who are not part of the student council and sort of show that uh, the student council is here for those students as well. Fantastic. Both of you. I think this might be the longest podcast we've had as well and <laughs> and, and deservedly so your your answers have been or your responses and the dialogue has been absolutely fantastic. And it's Friday and it's an afternoon and you and you're at home when this is literally your free time and should be having fun right now. So thank you so much for for coming on the show and for hopefully explaining to the to our followers and our audience what it's like to be on or to lead the student council at the international school. Really proud of your responses. So great work and well and well done. Thank you. And this was fun, Samar. Thank you so much for letting us be on the podcast. Yes, I agree. Uplift Ed is an Asker International School production, a small school with a big voice. Thank you for listening.